Hello and welcome to the Red Couch Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Theodore. Joining me on the Red Couch today, I have your brand new Interabank team for the summer. Look at these guys. We've got Mauricio Prado. Hello. Hello. Perfect. Uh, yeah, Const- Sorry, Const- Go ahead. Constadrosos. We're working on our chemistry. It's fine. Alex. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's Alex Allen down at the end. Um, welcome to the show. This is very exciting. Um, we're into summer now. So it, frequent listeners and watchers of the show will know that we're switching now to doing like pretty much weekly video episodes, which is very exciting. Um, we're going to be on the red couch every week. Our set is coming together. You can't see, but there are pillows. Yep. Oh, look at that. Branding. Pull the pillow. That's very good. It was really good. I think it was upside down. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that's okay. fine. Okay. Yeah, and then we'll get our we'll get our banner going. We've got it all. It's it's all coming together. You know. There's a banner. There's a banner, dude. There's a banner coming. Big old banner. Actually, I think it's here. It's just <laughs> set it up. Oh, yet. it's not set up. Okay. We do have a banner though. Um. Okay. So, like, how? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome to the Interbang. You all pretty much started around the same time. Uh, like last week. Now it's been like been, been about a week. Been about a week. Mm-hmm. Is it too soon to ask how it's going so far? Maybe I'll ask Mauricio because you started a little sooner. How's it going? Terrible. I'm just I'm just just joking. No, it's it's going good. I have been sharpening my abilities. Yes, you actually you have. Yeah. Mauricio gets me all kinds of stories, and yeah. you're all in journalism, or you were in journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like it set you up well for where you are now here today? I want to start with you. You, Constant, you just finished your first year. Yes. So how are you yeah. feeling? Um, I got to say that I agree with Maurizio, like this is a good place to get her skill sharpened. So um, I'm feeling that when I came out of, you know, uh, the first semester, I mean, the second semester of year one, that the two weeks that I was on break, my skills were a little bit dull, but it was good to start off here, get well acquainted and then just get right back into the swing of things with interviewing people and just getting back out there and and talking with, you know, people and learning about the stories and whatnot. So that was pretty cool, I would say. And Alex, you finished mm-hmm. broadcast journalism, but you're coming back next year. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I was a little unsure at the start where I was wanting to actually take the direction at the start. I mean, I was doing an internship at CBC, mm-hmm. and then I was hoping maybe to try and find a job working from there. But then kind of getting to see the insights with CBC, it kind of made me sort of start to think about, hey, why not maybe try to take more into a different direction for my skills for journalism. Mm -hmm. So that's why I looked at the program Digital Communication Management. And honestly, it seems like it's more my direction. I kind of had to sort of have those like sort of moments, you know, everyone has those sort of moments that you got to look at it yourself. And I mean, it's not the fun sort of thing to do that you'll be like, oh, I need to reflect on myself about everything here. <laughs> I mean, we all got to do it at some point, right? It's never, you're right. It's never fun, but. No, but I did it. It's, yeah. you know what? I could start to see that, yeah, going into social media management, kind of being more of that content curator was more my style because I like to post things over on YouTube and even doing some gaming stuff on Twitch. I was seeing that, you know, maybe I should start to work with more clients and help mm-hmm. them actually build more content. Yes. I love that. It's nice to have, like, I mean, in media these days, it's good to have as many skill sets as possible, right? You guys are all great writers, but you can always go beyond that. And I know that's what a lot of employers are looking for, to be honest. Yeah. Now, we were joking right before we started about how it maybe feels a little bit weird to be interviewed. Is it weird being on the other side? 
Marisa, you do interviews like all the time. Do you like being interviewed? No. <laughs> but you know it's a good way to be on the other side. And also, for me, being in this career has... I'm an international student, so I don't know. I When I first came in, I didn't know about the rules or... or or things in here. I was, I was talking about you, um, I think, yesterday that in my country, knocking on doors as a journalist yeah. is illegal. Yeah. We were and just... you can even get killed for that. But here, it's a different thing. I mean, you just told me openly, like, you can just go and, 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 and knock on doors and gather information, which yeah. is pretty good as a, as a journalist because we're trying to gather reactions and all that. And also, yeah. me as an international student, being in this field and working on this has opened my... I have widened my my how do you say my contact my contact list mm -hmm. because I have a lot of people who I have met doing my job and doing interviews so that's a good thing so next semester when we have to do a podcast or whatever or an assignment I already have a con context who I can um, talk to and they know me yes so. yeah that's the other thing that's great about this job or anytime I feel like journalism in general it really helps you get to know the city that you're in when you're in it. Uh, Constant and Alex, are you guys from London? Uh, yes, I lived here since I was two. I was originally from Toronto, but I moved here when I was two. Right on, uh, me too. I'm originally from Toronto as well. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Alex? Uh, I'm from New Hamburg. Where's that? It's a little small town, <laughs> middle of sort of nowhere. Okay. Best way I describe it, I should have to start with that, is <laughs> Stratford and Kitchener. Okay. It's sort of dead in the middle mm. of them. You'll drive right through it, and you're in <laughs> Not Kitchener. Not even think about it. Yeah, you, yeah, you won't even think about it. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that we're known for is this Mopar Fest, where a bunch of American old classic cars come there, oh. and they just fill the whole field of two baseball diamonds oh filled gosh. with all classic cars, all nice sort of Camaros, old styles for that. It's it's kind of interesting i know i've always wanted to shoot some like some sort of thing there and like yeah. do a bunch of videos for it but i mean there's <laughs> there's nowhere to do journalistic work in new <laughs> hamburg <laughs> so is that that's what brought you here yeah yeah um how do you feel like do you, do you guys like london i mean you've been here a long time have you i mean do, i find that people who grow up here have a a, a weird like almost love-hate relationship um for me like I, I honestly, I love London. It's got that, like, good mix of, like, a big town, like, a big city but small town feel. Yeah. Um, growing up here, I think, was uh, pretty much, like, a, a benefit for me. I liked, you know, going to high school here as well, elementary school. It's, like I said, it was very, it gave you that real good mix of a big city and small town feel. And, you know, growing up, seeing the Knights play and, like, doing cool things like that, going to East Park. Mm -hmm. And Cover Garden Mark, when I was younger, just, like, all, like contribute to one great you know nostalgic you know upbringing which i which i loved so i gotta say like london uh yeah grew on me and i loved growing up here i was able to build a nice network of people meet new interesting uh or go to new new interesting places and stuff like that and see places come and go like it was, it was kind of cool to be a part of that history right so yeah cool. i mean yeah if you spend like the last 20 years here have been like things have come and gone. There's been a lot of change. Yeah, like it's cool. Like for example, like seeing the Olympic torch come through yes. Ontario, and I was able to see like to see that and be at Victoria Park when that was there. Cool. When that happened there, it was it was kind of a cool experience and like whatnot. And yeah, it's it was cool seeing you know 
all these like cool events happen and whatnot. So it was a, it was cool to be a part of like London's history as well. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I gotta say though, <laughs> for London, like when I first started to kind of tour more around, yeah, I was just never understanding the architecture behind London. <laughs> I, I when I don't tell you, get it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was just talking to a friend of mine um, a couple days ago. We were we were swapping pictures of our local courthouses. And I sent her the picture of the London courthouse, and I was like, it's like you're already in prison when you go there. <laughs> it's so depressing. And listen, I, I can appreciate some brutalist architecture, but oh, man, it's a, there's some sad architecture in London. I got to add on to that, too, is that like there's weird architecture, but when you're driving down Riverside and it turns into Dundas and you're going over the mm. bridge and all of a sudden you're going around... The bend, and you're greeted by a big cast iron bull, like rhino. Yep, the rhino. <laughs> which is honestly funny enough that like rhino has been in the news so many times because people have tried to steal its horns oh and just steal God. it itself. I mean, at least it has some <laughs> so, personality, you know. Like, so, th- at least there's there's it's interesting yeah, <laughs> that there's a rhino there. But you know, yeah, it's like I'm from Toronto. I'm famous, like we're like we're famous for the CN Tower, and then yeah. London, you got a big you know iron rhino. Big so, rhino. Yeah, just, yeah. Even the buildings, though, they just seem a little run down on the outside but mm. then when you go inside it's all renovated and it's all beautiful looking it's like is, is this just like halfway done and it's like no 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 it's a done building it's, done. it's finished it's, that's how it is yeah i feel like i don't know a lot of it speaks to i feel like how fast london grew too and how fast it's still growing like even i feel like my building is old on the outside i've literally had uber drivers i've had uber drivers drop me at my apartment being like you live here <laughs> like ice cold to me i'll be like yeah dude i live here okay it's renovated inside i swear it just looks like that on the outside but like th- there's a lot of apartments like that you're not wrong that's really funny um mauricio how do you like london as an international student i, I mean compared to my country this is a big step forward yeah for me because in my country as i was telling you it's really insecure and you cannot even go out mm-hmm. the streets and have your phone for example or even um, headphones or earpods and here you can do that freely. Yeah. So that that was a new thing for me. When I first came in, believe me, I was hiding my phone every time I went to really? the, out. But now I'm used to it and I'm afraid to go back to my country and do the same thing and get robbed. Well, you're safe here in London. Yeah. I hope you stay. I hope I stay too. Yeah. <laughs> I want you here. Um, let's talk about, I mean, what did we, where were we? We talked about London. Do you, okay, that actually, we were talking about networking, which I think is what I want to get to, because how, even if you grew up in London, or even if you're, if you're new to London, how do you feel that, like, your experience in journalism so far has helped you, like, better understand the city? Because I've been here for, like, eight eight years, maybe, before I started to, like, do, do the journalism program. Nothing exposed me more to, like, the people and the city than this job, honestly. Do you guys, do you guys have that experience? Um, yeah, I think for me, like one thing I'll say how it kind of, uh, came in conjunction with my own, like, like journalistic work is for instance, like one story I covered for, for my first year was, um, you know, I was able to, um, I, I want to try something new and I wanted to dive into another field cause everyone was doing, you know, stuff either politically or anything like that, uh, you know, with, uh, with stuff and I, what I did was is I was like okay I want to do something a little bit more complex which is like science right so mm-hmm. I, doing that I had to re- go beyond like normal barriers I guess if you would call it and I had to start doing a lot more research like I started looking at, uh, at Western for instance 
because I know that they had like a very big science program there. And there I was able to come into contact with someone from the Lawson uh, Health Research Institute where I read about a paper that they found something like a new medical breakthrough. So doing something like that, doing a podcast slash documentary style in a piece on that was quite interesting because I was able to kind of broaden my network into different fields so that if I want to, let's say, do another medical based news piece, I have a contact in my in my books now that I could reach out to and get comment from. Right. So um, one thing is, you know, just going on doing that extra step of research and looking at, you know, what's in your city. Right. For either it would if it would be for like a, a cultural piece, right, to showcase a certain um, ethnic group or even medical science or all these different varieties of, of industries that you want to get news from you talk to these people and then you're able to broaden your your network based off of the people you've interviewed prior and then maybe get referrals to other people right so that's one thing that i kind of learned from uh being here at fanshawe and the journalism program but also just like spreading my wings and getting out of my comfort zone and stuff rather than relying on my own personal friend group to get stories or stuff like that yeah this work kind of forces you to like put yourself out there and reach out to people you maybe wouldn't normally reach out to um, and like you said, like get to know the city that you're in, right? Because yeah. um, you could live somewhere your whole life and like never engage with like the, the city you live in, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, and I think too, like I, like I grew, I lived in Toronto till I was like 18 or 19, um, and that's that's a city where you can really get trapped in your like little corner, right? Because it's so big, yeah. you kind of have to if you're not isolating yourself, it's it's harder to build a community if you don't like focus it, right? But in, in in another sense, you can get kind of trapped there, right? Yeah. I was a, I was an East End girly, oh. but it wasn't till I went to I started going to high school. I went to high school downtown. I was like, oh, oh. there's a lot more out here. East York? <laughs> Not um East more East than that. I'm talking oh, okay. Scarborough, dude. Oh yeah, my mom's from Scarborough. <laughs> right on. Oh, what high school did you go to in, in, in uh, Scarborough? I went I went to high school in uh, downtown. I went to Rosedale. Oh okay. But okay. um my brother went to Birch Birchmount. Okay, my mom went to Bethune. Okay. about like networking in London because I have to imagine like coming from New Hamburg this city must feel like a like a big city you know what yeah (laughs) I I kind of was like a little overwhelmed a bit at the start Mm -hmm. Um, but the most interesting thing uh, and I was just thinking a lot about it just myself here for networking because coming from a small town yeah, a lot of people kind of have their cliques, the people kind of talk to each other there, and like that's really the styles that they have. And I never fit, like really was able to fit into New Hamburg. I, I couldn't really talk to a lot of people, and I just, I didn't feel like I was sort of welcomed really there that much. But coming here to London, I know I would actually just start to walk around over the summer here in London a lot more. And especially just being in journalism, I just noticed all the time I remember my teachers, Lisa and Gina, they would, co- even Jim, they would constantly just say, just go walk around, go, go, go walk around London, go, go talk to the people, just go, go do something, go to the market, go, go do something. Yeah. <laughs> they would just, they would just kind of just shoot me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would just shoot me out. And I started to notice from there when I was just going around, I would just talk to one person and then this one person would bring something interesting up to me. And I'm like, oh, so I would follow on with it yeah. and I would get in contact with them. And I just started to notice it just led to one thing to another thing to talking to 
one person about, hey, I'm here working and helping for, well, it was more volunteering for Rogers, doing commentating now for, for the, the four city soccer team. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do this volunteering. Why not? And he's actually even asked me to come back now to help him out. That's but awesome. I've noticed that whole crew, I was just out at the London Knights they noticed me there. Oh. They're like, oh my gosh, Alex, how's this going? And then it's just nice to actually see, like, especially here in London, that, yeah, it seemed a little overwhelming at the start, but getting to meet and talk to people here was huge. Yeah. And you're so right on that. For coming into being a journalist, I think it was really just the professor saying, go out, just talk to people. Yeah. yeah. And it was such a big advantage for that. Awesome. I love that. I learned that too here because yeah. in my country people are like well, I mean El Salvador is like conservative right mm. and since it's since it is a very insecure country people mainly don't want to talk to you mm. because they feel like you can do something with the information but and you sense like people are a little more friendly here yeah, yeah. people are more friendly here and, and and they're more reachable I mean mm. if you go to the street and talk to someone they even say thank you <laughs> And and yeah. I have I have thought about that. I mean, they say thank you, and I just wondering why. And also <laughs> like, politicians, <laughs> yeah, and also politicians. In 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 my country, it's impossible to get to a politician because it's a really like controlled environment. Mm -hmm. Here is controlled, but not that much. I mean, if you reach out to them, they can give you some pretty good insights. There's an expectation here, I think, in like a, like a democratic society that like the public officials are public facing, right? So we, there's an understanding, I think, even though, you know, they might not always want to, or you might have to go through some hoops to like get a hold of them. The expectation is that if you want to speak to a local politician, they're expected to talk to you, right? Yeah. And, 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 and secrets. I, I, we have an assignment on, on a class that is called politics mm -hmm. in which we had to interview a politician. Yeah. And I was so nervous. I even called my mother and I said, I don't think I'm going to make it. I have never interviewed a politician. I mean, in my country, that's a big deal. I mean, if you get to talk to a politician as a yeah. media, yeah. you have reached the top of the top in journalism, right? right. But here I was just like, because I was judging the situation by my own experience. Mm -hmm. but, but then I reached out to them <laughs> via email and they responded to me and they, they even um, set a time and a date. And I was like, okay, I can take that. Yeah. And then I went there and I even called my mother and I said, I interviewed a politician. And my mother was like, like no, you didn't. And I was like, yeah, I did. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, those little things are, I mean, it's little things, but are significant for, yeah. for me and for all the people. I mean, no, I imagine. Sure. It's such a different experience, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, similarly, or I, I don't know if it's like on that same note, but like, I assume you all consume news in some way or another. I hope you do. Um, <laughs> what kind of stories are you drawn to as like consumers of news? And this could be like, it doesn't have to be exclusively like hard news or political stories. Like, like what are you guys reading? What interests you? Cause that can also influence the kind of stories that you're covering. Right. Like I really love, I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that like I enjoy an entertainment news story, you know, um, culture pieces or like, I mean, I love American politics from like a distance, you know? <laughs> from a um, distance. Yeah. I like, I like watching it unfold in like a sad way. Um, but you know, like what kind of, what kind of news are you guys consuming in your personal lives or are you, do you need to step back? Sometimes I feel that too. Right. Um, oh, I could, I could dive in. Do it. Very dive. far. 
Okay, but I, I won't go too far. <laughs> but uh, I really love like video games, so I'll follow a lot about for video you games. Like video games? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me? Video games? I do actually dive so much into that, though. I love, I, I love doing like even gameplays, and mm -hmm. I'll talk about it, and I'll write all about it. I know that's just kind of like my fun geeky side to do. That's that good. I'll... The passion side is everything, honestly, with writing. Mm -hmm. it, it's I, I've noticed it's actually helped me to even figure out how am I going to kind of find some like sort of strategy if there's something happening in the game. Mm. I would actually write it down. I'll be like, okay, that's the clue. That, that's what I'm trying to find right. and finish in the game sometimes. It's kind of fun to do. Yeah. But I know... Uh, even talking for like just like culture side, I love reading. I love talking to authors and even just the artwork too. Mm -hmm. I, I love speaking to art. And recently, yeah, uh, when I was in Toronto there for a bit, I got to like speak to artists, but like they were like scientists too. Cool. So it was it was cool that they were bringing like those two worlds together, and I mm -hmm. got to learn so much about that. And I know that's a big side that I love to read and yeah. into and see all the new side for that. It's kind of the big side for me. Awesome. Concert? I gotta say for me, I like a lot of, um, I got others too much. I like science. Um, I like business, tech, even games as well, like Alex said. Um, one thing that I was following a lot, a lot uh, recently was the, uh, the Microsoft merger. They just purchased, or they're trying to purchase, you know, Activision and stuff. And my friend George has been sending me articles to keep on touch with that and that, like, I think that's pretty cool it's mm -hmm. like succession irl yeah, hey, hey. yeah. <laughs> and like seeing all these like big tech giants like going out after each other because it's like oh you're trying to steal publication rights or this and blah 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 it's kind of funny yeah but also like with uh with gaming news as well because um this is not my first program here at fanshawe mm -hmm. i took game design for three years and what was cool about that is um when i was there we had a lot of actual industry like uh, industry uh, professionals who were our profs right so it was kind of cool because at one point, like um, uh, when they announced the the new uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, I knew about that like a year and a half before they even announced it because one of my profs was talking about it in class. And then when it came out, I was like, I knew it. But cool. at, at that point, it was just speculation and stuff. But that was kind of cool. But uh, you got to meet like a lot of cool people too that you know, I guess worked on um, worked on like a lot of stuff that. I idolize my childhood, right? So, um, but going on, like going back to the topic on the news, yeah, video game news is something that's a big part of my life and I always like keeping tabs on that. Either go on Reddit or just like looking through Google News and seeing what uh, has been published. Amazing. Mauricio, how about yourself? What, what, what news are you reading? I read everything. I don't, I like to read any, everything except from politics. Mm. Politics are like the same thing. Yeah. But I like to read the most about music. And and what the impact is on the on the mental health. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask you too. While we were talking about networking, because I feel like you have a long contact list. Who is the most interesting person you have on your contact list, and how did you find them? I wanted to ask you this specifically. The most interesting person I have found is is actually a college student. Okay. And and his name is um, Stuart. Okay. I don't remember the, the last name. Stuart. Yeah. It's okay. Stuart. And you know Stuart. he's like 69 years old. Oh, you told me about this guy. Yeah. And he's, he's still studying. And I asked him, I mean, why are you this torture? And, and he was. How you do this to yourself, sir? Yeah. And, and, he just, <laughs> and he just started telling me that his sister died. And his sister always wanted, um, always wanted him to be a professional. 
mm. in some economy um, subject. So he's taking economy and finance finance here in Panjshir, and, and he's the oldest guy I have ever met here in 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 college, and and yeah, I have I I I ask him. I mean, do you think that it's a strong, like motivation for you to keep going? And 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 he asked me, yes, I'm willing to take this torture for my sister, and I was like, what well, guy. I wouldn't do that for my sister, but good for you. <laughs> I would never do that for my sister, but all right, shout out Stuart. We love you, Stuart. Um, okay. We're going to round this out with some quick fire questions. Oh. Yeah, I know. Pressure. I think they're pretty, they're pretty, I don't think they're that hard. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not okay. going to, I'm not going to challenge you, but try to say the first thing that comes in your head. If you want, I'll play too, but I already know the questions, so it's, it's kind of, kind of cheating. We'll go, um, we'll go Alex Constabricio. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Number one, what shows are you watching right now? One piece. That's it because there's a thousand episodes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Vikings Valhalla. Nice. Riso? Rick and Morty and, um, and The Voice. Nice. Yeah. The current season of The Voice? <laughs> yeah. Shout, shout out, shout out, not a horn. It's okay. Calm down. I'm into it. Um, I'm watching Succession and Friends. Oh, Friends. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, this may apply to some or all of you. What games are you playing right now? God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I am actually trying to refinish Ghost of Tsushima again. Uh, and Legend of Zelda. Right on. Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, oh, you got the new one? Yes. Hey. I might have. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Um, for me, uh, I just got Jedi Survivor, the next nice. sequel to uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins because I love the Assassin's Creed games, and um, I, I'm also a big Crusader Kings fan. Ooh. So that's a huge one. I like strategy games. Awesome. I'm I'm replaying the entire games of Gears of War. I play Halo online and Call of Duty online. Amazing. I am watching my boyfriend play Tears of Kings. That's what I do. Not playing. <laughs> um, okay, let's localize a little bit here. Favorite London restaurant? Ooh. Oh, I forget the name of it, but it's like this weird, like weird, like back hidden place, but it's a spaghetti place. Spaghetti Eddie's. Spaghetti Eddie's. Thank you. Yes. I love that place. Oh my God. Amazing. Uh, I got to see the Malibu restaurant. It's out. Uh, Right close to Southdale in Wonderland. You just take Wonderland South. It's got the best breakfast. That sounds like awesome. a very local, like like a local Londoner kind of answer. Yeah. It's yeah. Because well <laughs> so I'm like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> also, I see Richie's Family Restaurant as well. Yes. Best hangover place right now. I don't know if it's cool to say on here, but. Yeah, 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 it's cool. Okay. Mauricio. For me, it's the mule. It's, uh, it's so good. Yeah, they're so good. And their tacos are good, too. Really so. good. And they recently opened. They're not yeah, that they're old. Yeah, they're pretty new. But, well, they have different locations because there's one in Hamilton as well. Oh. Yeah, really good. Yeah, but they're good. They are good, yeah. I don't I, I guess Typhoon, if I had to pick one. Typhoon. Yeah, if you guys like Typhoon. I haven't heard pretty of good. it. It's pretty good. Yeah? It's fine. There's oh. not a lot of, there's not a, a bunch of options for Thai food in London. No. Thai Delight's the best, though, in the market. If you ever go to Comic Gutter Market and you want Pad Thai in the market. Thai, okay. Um, coffee or tea? Ooh, coffee. Concept? Coffee. Tea, I don't like coffee. Okay, fair, fair. 
uh, morning or night? Morning. I gotta say morning as well. Yeah. Morning, 4 a.m., gym. Okay, well, you don't have to show off, but same, morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and lastly, any movies that you're looking forward to this summer or beyond? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's what's up. That, that is, is the biggest one. <laughs> Transformers. Okay. Mauricio? Oh, yeah. The Flash. Wait, they're still doing the Flash movie, huh? Are they yeah. actually? Yeah, it's there in the old Batman the... Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> what oh, the hell is happening? Okay. Well, no, hey, I'm very excited for you to enjoy that film yeah. separate yeah. from its uh, whatever's going on in the real world. DC. <laughs> um, I don't know. My answer is the same as the last time we shot, and it's Barbie. That's all. But I think it's already out, isn't it? No, it's not. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> um okay well guys thank you so much what a fun time thank you yeah thank you for inviting us maybe like some of you will be hosting the show soon i don't know know. possibly that's the expectation well yeah you're i'm as the boss i will say you will be some of you will be hosting the show (laughs) (laughs) uh thank you guys so much for watching another episode of the red couch podcast as always you can catch up with every episode on our website or on our youtube channel if you haven't subscribed yet what the heck are you even doing uh, be sure to pick up, well, don't pick up the latest copy of Interabang because there aren't any, but you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe. For the Interabang, I'm Hannah Theodore. <laughs>